Hello, happy Thursday. We're back for another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Took a day off on Wednesday. And yes, for those watching on YouTube, I caved in. I am a very superstitious person and I shaved my beard. At the end of the day, you know, the Penguins are playing like crap. I figured it's best to maybe start over. Hopefully, we'll go grow a full playoff beard over the next two months and see, you know, if this is the change that gets them to start winning. You know, I'm just, I've had a lot of superstitions going back since I was a kid with my mom with the playoffs. So, you know, decided to try something here if it doesn't work you know i guess i'm just a complete moron but we have a lot to get to for today's episode we're going to go into a full preview for the last game of the regular season against the columbus blue jackets we're also going to talk about the david morehouse resignation and what that means moving forward for the penguins and you know who is going to get the penguins out of this mess or if anyone can you know who, who is it going to be we're going to touch on that as well right after this drop Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. I'm sure I have a lot of Steelers fans to also tune into this podcast. Um, the NFL Draft, of course, is tonight. Go check out Chris Carter for all of his analysis on what the Steelers decide to do. Um, my opinion, that I think they're going to take Malik Willis if he falls to them, but uh, who knows? Had to put that shout out there. Chris does incredible work on the Steelers side. Um, and I you know, just want to thank all of you for also you know, tuning in on the Penguin side, even though it is the first day of the NFL draft, but let's get right into it. So big news on Wednesday night, David Morehouse is out as the Penguins CEO. And um, I guess I wasn't surprised that he's out, but more so the timing, you know, there's one game left in the regular season, the playoffs start right now in four to five days, four days um, officially on Monday, there's going to be a few series. And then I'm sure the rest of them will be on Tuesday. I, at, this, at this moment, I have not heard either way. Um, which day the Penguins will play, whether it's Monday or Tuesday, as soon as I hear word about that, um, you all will be the first to know. But um, definitely the timing of it was weird. You know, well, why didn't this happen? Maybe, you know, after the playoffs, you know, when the Penguins are either eliminated or they're hosting or they're hoisting the Stanley Cup um, in June or July, something like that. So that was the only main thing that surprised me. But overall, um, I can't say I didn't see this kind of move coming at some point because, you know, this is this is a new ownership group. They want their own CEO in charge of the team, preferably someone with hockey experience. Um, David Morehouse, um, I'm not here to rag on the guy. He did incredible things for the Pittsburgh Penguins organization for the last 16 years, helped them win three Stanley Cups. He did, I think, a lot of the business side of things. Um, you know, he was, I think, you know, the good cop, I think, to, to Mario Lemieux. Uh, I know he was very close with Mario and Ron Burkle. Um, I, I can say that for a fact. Um, so the fact that, you know, they're obviously not the full own, they're not the full owners anymore. You know, this, this was always going to be a reality at some point, you know, when you have an ownership group like this coming in, who's, you know, known for, you know, wanting to do things, I guess their own way and they want their people in charge and all that. Um, this was always going to be a reality at some point. So again, you know, I, I can't thank David Morehouse enough for what he did for the Penguins with getting those three Stanley cups. I mean, you know, with the, the arena deal with everything, with getting PPG, up and running after Mellon Arena when the Penguins stopped playing at Mellon Arena in 2010. Did a lot of great things um, for the community, of course. 
Um, you know, that said, you know, he's probably going to go back into doing what he did before he was with the Penguins. I mean, he's very into politics. So uh, I would not be surprised if he has a job um, in some way or fashion um, in the world of politics. But again, you know, what this means moving forward, they're going to want to hire their own CEO that fits their vision and what they want to, and the, what they want to see from this team. You know, I think the biggest thing from the Fenway sports group, what I can say is, you know, they want to win. They're not here to be cheap and to be bad and to do like a six to seven year rebuild. They, they want to win as soon as they can and they will do whatever it takes to win. I mean, remember like this team owns the Boston Red Sox, this ownership group, I should say they own the Boston Red Sox. They own Liverpool um, out in the English premier league. You know, two very high class organizations. So, yeah, they, they, they will do whatever it takes to get back to winning. Um, and, you know, I think this is going to be potentially the first of many changes to come within the Penguins organization, especially front office wise. We'll get to the on ice stuff maybe a little later on in this episode. I don't have to remind you of how many free agents this team has, but, you know, inside the organization, you know, what other front office members? could be on their way out, you know, who, who really knows at this point, but he, he, Morehouse will not be the first and he will certainly not be um, the last. Uh, Brian Burke is going to be one of the people in charge of the day-to-day operations with the team until they fill that CEO role. I'm sure they're going to start interviews as soon as they can. Um, there's no names as of, yeah, once I hear names or, you know, there's reported names or something like that, again, you all will be the first to know. Um, and Elliot Friedman even said, on the Jeff Merrick show today and in his 32 thoughts uh, blog last night, you know, he, he, he knew this move was probably coming at some point, but some people around the league were definitely surprised um, that this was the time they were going to do it. Um, and it wasn't going to be, um, of course my lab starts to whine, not six minutes into the show. If he keeps that up, we are just going to have him as a guest on this episode to say the least. Um, just so he, you all can see him and he stops whining. Um, well, he laid back down, so it looks like he's okay here. We got always got to love puppies. I've had them for almost two weeks um, at this point. So then at the end of the day, you know, again, just want to congratulate David Morehouse for everything he did for the Penguins organization. I, I still remember, you know, one of my earliest memories uh, memories of, um, you know, of seeing him at, at, do a press conference. Um, everyone, you know, this was at the end of the Ray Shiro, Dan Bilesman era. And the Penguins dismissed Ray Shiro. I remember after the 2014 series um, when the Penguins led three to one lead to the Rangers. You know, I honestly, I wasn't even that mad about that because either way, following that game, you, there were two good options. The Penguins are going to keep playing or they're going to need the change that they need because they, was, things were just going stale. And when they dismissed Shiro, everyone was wondering, like, oh, is, is Mary Lemieux going to talk finally? Is it going to be Ron Burkle? Is it going to be David Morehouse? And sure enough, Morehouse comes in and, you know, he had a very – good press conference. And he surprised me, I think in a lot of ways for someone that, you know, did not have a hockey background uh, to say the least, but, you know, he's born and born and raised in Pittsburgh, his family's there um, very close with Mario and Ron. And again, you know, he did a lot of good for this. Yeah. I know I've probably been repeating myself a lot these last you know couple minutes, but I just really wanted to drive that point home uh, for you all there. So that's that with that big news. Um, we'll see who they decide to hire to fill that role for right now, Brian Burke. And then the Penguin CEO, um, I'm almost, geez, the fact that I'm even like forgetting his name is, I, 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 that's that's just embarrassing um, to me. Let me just um, find this real quick here um, on the Penguin social media um, account. Um, yeah, Kevin Acklin, yeah, he's the CEO, C, he's the COO of the team. So him and Brian Burke will be 
um, conducting the day-to-day -day operations within the team. I apologize for, for some reason, not even having that off the top of my head. That just makes me look like a complete and utter moron, uh, to say the least. But coming up in the next segment, we're going to preview the Penguins-Jackets game on Friday, the implications it has, get to some of the injury updates, uh, one from Elliot Friedman on the Jeff Merrick Show, and then a Jason Zucker update in case you all did not see it on social media. Before we get to that, though, uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. You can give them a try, and if you don't love them, you're going to pay nothing. It's really as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, you can head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off. Again, that's 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at L underscore Penguins. So game 82, we finally made it through another regular season on this podcast. This is my third full season covering the team for you all. Again, I cannot you know, say enough how appreciative I am for you all that you continue to tune into this podcast and hear me rant, grovel, praise, whatever I do with this team. It means so much to me. Um, and, you know, for as long as this podcast is going, I am going to be the host unless something ridiculous comes up. And I don't really see that happening at all. I'm like, I love doing this show. I have a blast with it. Um, and it's just, it's always so much fun to talk about this team. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for a, a wonderful regular season. And, you know, we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Game 82 again against the Blue Jackets. The Penguins have not lost a game against the Blue Jackets since December of 2015. Um, I was 18 years old. <laughs> Uh, the last time the Penguins lost uh, to the Blue Jackets, it's at home at least. It's pretty crazy. Hopefully I did not just jinx it. I just knocked on wood. Um, Forwards-wise, uh, Gustav Nyquist on the top line. Jack Roslovich, who's had a good year. Jacob Voracek. Voracek has had a pretty interesting year. He's been a good playmaker. Goal scoring-wise, though, it hasn't been there. He doesn't even have 10 goals, but um, he's been playing uh, pretty well playmaking-wise. They will, they will not have Zach Wierenski in the lineup. He's going to miss the final two games of the regular season on the second line, Cole Sillinger. He, I think is going to be a big part of their future uh, moving forward. You know, he's a player that I really like. Um, and, you know, he's, he's also had a pretty, he's had a good rookie year now, 15 goals, 30 points um, so far. You know, again, Voracek leads the team in points with 59. He only has five goals. That That's the funny thing. I, I went on to left wing lock to check that out. Patrick Lane, he will be in the lineup. Yes, he, uh, him and Oliver Bjorkstrand, excuse me, they lead the, they both lead the team in goals with 26. Lane has 56 points. Bjorkstrand has 54 points. You know, Equist has had 17 goals this year. Boone Jenner has also played well. 23 goals. Roslovich, again, 21 goals for him. So, you know, they, this team, they, they have offensive talent you know that, that's they've never not had offensive talent you know you, you know Chikanov he's in the top six he's also been a really good rookie though they will not have Sean Corrali in this game either you know he is done for the season with a foot injury um if I'm trying to, the last I checked I don't think Lane um is in the lineup I'm going to check this out though um for the Columbus but for the Blue Jackets here 
um, actually, um, just making sure because when I looked to see, um, I thought he was back healthy, but I guess he was not. Yeah, it looks like, okay, yeah, he's he's still out of action, so he may not be playing in this game um, on Friday. At least it doesn't look like it right now. So the Blue Jackets are definitely a little bit banged up, but again, you know, Roslovich is good. Voracek, Gustav Nyquist, Chikanov is a really good young rookie. Cole Sillinger, Bjorkstrand has had a really nice year. Um, defensively, though, without Zach Wierenski, there's not much there. Um, you know, I, Bean is not bad. I think he's going to be a good player for years to come, but he's also on the second pairing. Um, Kukin is fine. Gavrikov's on the top pairing is whatever. Uh, Peak is whatever. Uh, Carlson on the third pairing is eh. Uh, I'm sure they're going to start Elvis Merzlikens in this game. Their backup right now is JF Barube. It looks like Corpus Allo is also done for the year. So, you know, this is a pretty banged up Jackets team, but this is also a game that the Penguins – they should be able to win. You know, you want to go into the playoffs on as well of a note as you can. I know they've not played well these last two games, but you know, hopefully a win here can maybe at least change the fortune a little bit. You're going up against a team that it's a big brother, little brother rivalry. You usually own the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Penguins have beaten them uh, all three times this year, both times in Columbus. And both the games, I think, were almost in blowout fashion. Um, well, at least um, I think the second one was. And then the um, the first home game they played in Pittsburgh, uh, the Penguins just absolutely blitzed them. It was five to one, six to one, or something like that. The game was just not even close. So um, I would expect hopefully the Penguins to win this game. Um, you know, I know it doesn't really mean much, much outcome wise. You know, they're going to have to play a tough team in the playoffs no matter what, whether it's the Florida Panthers, whether it's New York Rangers. But I still want to go out here on a good note. I don't think the Penguins are going to rest anyone at this point just because there are valuable standing uh, points um, in play here. Um, there's the chance that the Penguins could be playing still. I mean, they will be playing for third place, but there's a chance that if they only have to win the game, they will get third. It all comes down to what happens for this Capitals-Islanders game on Thursday night. If the if the Capitals lose either in regulation or in overtime, no matter what, um, all the Penguins have to do is win against the Blue Jackets and they will play the Rangers. If they don't, and if the Capitals go to the uh, Madison Square Garden and they beat the Rangers, it'll be Caps-Rangers first round. It'll be Penns-Panthers first round. So a lot up in the air. It's all going to be decided on Friday. Um, stick with the podcast. Of course, I'll let you all be the first to know, and I'm sure you also will get the alert too. So the jackets, you know, again, this is a, should be a very winnable game for the penguins. The jackets have not been playing well um, down the stretch. And I'll be curious to see, you know, this, for this game, you know, just play better defensively. I think that's really the main thing that penguins have to do to get this win. You know, they, they should be able to forecheck fine against a jackets team. That's not that deep. Um, but if the Penguins, you know, they can get back to, you know, being really stingy in the defensive zone and not giving up these odd man rushes and being able to get the puck out swiftly and efficiently, they should be able to take home the win here. Casey DeSmith is expected to get the start um, against the Jackets. Um, Tristan Jari will not be available until the playoffs at some point, you know, who knows. And speaking of Tristan, I did listen to Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman on the Jeff Merrick show today. And Freeman was talking about some of the goalie injuries. And he said, and I quote that the Penguins, they're, they're hoping and they're crossing their fingers that he will be available here at some point in the playoffs, but he doesn't, he doesn't know when that is going to be. So it's, he, he and for reference, he said that you see Soros injury. He was hearing a lot worse um, with that one. So the fact that Tristan's injury doesn't seem as bad as you see Soros is one, um, that's good news. It's been two full weeks now since he had that broken bone in his fit foot, excuse me, has not been on the ice. Um, here's hoping that, you know, sometime over the weekend or sometime early next week, he'll be back on the ice and, 
you know, somehow playing through pain. And as for Jason Zucker, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike Sullivan confirmed that he is still being evaluated for lower body injury, did not say one way or another if it's related to the core muscle injury that he had for a lot of the season. You know, th- this is what you're going to get from um, NHL coaches at the end of the season going into the playoffs. They're going to be very tight-lipped with injuries just because th- that's what it is. There's gamesmanship. They don't want the other opponent to know who's going to play, who's going to not play. You know, that's just, that's how it is this time of year. I think, you know, if you're not used to it yet and you listen to this podcast, get used to it. Um, I, I will say that a hundred percent right there. Um, but um, that wraps up this second segment of the show. Glad we could talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, if you are a betting person, I will say this for, especially for bet online with what we do on the show. Uh, I would bet Jake Ensel to score against the Blue Jackets. He usually owns them. Um, that is a team that, um, he's he, that their fans basically probably hate him at this point, especially after what he did in the 2017 playoffs when he was basically scoring on, on every shift when he was out there. Um, lines wise today, Mike Sullivan did a little bit of juggling, um, took Brock McGinn off of Guinea Malkin's wing. Thank God. Um, I do not need to see Brock McGinn on that wing. He slid them down to the bottom six. Danton Heinen was up there with Ricard Raquel. I would still move Ricard Raquel up back to the Crosby line, move Brian Russ down. But, you know, it was Kensel, Crosby, Russ, Heinen was with Malkin and Raquel. And then uh, Rodriguez was on the fourth line with Brian Boyle, Teddy Bluger. And then Jeff Carter was with Kisbury Kampanen and Rock McGinn on the third line. So Jason Zucker's not ready to go for the playoffs. Brian Boyle will be in the lineup, but if he is ready to go, um, I would assume Boyle would be the scratch, but I would also not be surprised if it's Kisbury Kampanen. Hell, at, at this point, I think Kampanen should be out, and I think Brian Boyle should be in. But th- that's how I see it. <clears throat> um, at least it's just, you know, nothing Kisbury Kaplan is doing at this point. You know, he should not be in the lineup. That's just, as I say, he's been given chance after chance after chance to say that, you know, this is different and, you know, to, to show us that he can play the level that he played at last year, but um, it, it hasn't been there uh, to say the least. Um, so coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into the topic of who can get the Penguins out of this hole. You know, who, who does it have to be? And I have my answer for you all, but first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO underscore Penguins. So, um, you know, I, I know I crushed the team a lot on my last episode. And, you know, I don't take back what I said just because I still feel that way today. And I also don't take back what I said the previous four months, you know, when I said this team was a contender and that they can play with the best teams in the league because I know they still can. It's all a matter of can they rediscover that part of their game again? And, you know, for that to happen, they're going to have to be led by their captain. It's going to have to be Sidney Crosby that leads the team out of the abyss and gets them back into contention here. He is the main player that I am looking at to get out of this mess. He's had a hell of a season. He he has to know in the back of his mind that this could be it for not just this entire team, but for two of his most long-tenured teammates and also two of his best friends. I mean, think about it. He, he has played with Evgeny Malkin and Crystal Tang since the 2006-2007 season. The last 16 years, he has played with those two players. You know, I was watching clips of the 2009 Stanley Cup Final 
um, a few days ago, just because I, I love to reminisce and all that stuff. And, you know, you look at the players on my team today, it's those three. It's always been those three. And, you know, it, it's going to have to be Sid that does it. You know, he's, he, he, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? You know, um, you know, he's so motivated by winning. He, I know he wants to get that fourth Stanley cup, you know, and especially with Evgeny Malkin and, you know, be the first duo to win for since Gretzky, Gretzky and Messier, his 200 foot game has never been better. He's having a ridiculous season with almost 90 points and not even 70 games. He would definitely be on my heart trophy ballot. Um, if I had a vote and he needs to continue, uh, to play like this in the playoffs, you know, his line is going to have to drive a lot of the offense. You know, he especially is going to have to drive, I think a lot of the offense. Cause if it, and if, if Evgeny Malkin is off even just a little bit, you know, the depth may not be able to pick up the pieces as it has in years past. And again, you know, I think putting Raquel back up with Sid will do wonders for him, but you know, even if Brian Russ is up there, Sid still needs to do his job. You know, his line got shut down. Uh, pretty efficiently in that game against Edmonton. And, you know, Sid looked pretty pissed off at himself for, you know, missing on some chances, missing on some passes as well. Um, I think he's going to take that personally going into this game on Friday and into the playoffs. So again, you know, it's, it's going to have to be said, you know, Mike Sullivan can do all he wants, you know, with, you know, changing up the lines and maybe changing up some of his tactics and, you know, changing up some, you know, defensive pairing as well. But if Sidney Crosby is not playing at a high level, this team is not going to go anywhere in the postseason, you know, he, he cares too much to let this team, you know, be swept in the first round or lose in five and all that, you know, he's going to be very motivated, I think, to prove a lot of people and, you know, probably myself included right now for what I said on Tuesday, uh, wrong. Um, he's, he's probably one of the most competitive people I think I've ever seen, um, in my life, you know, for as long as I've been watching sports at least. So again, um, it, it, it's going to be said, it has to be said, if this team wants to go on one more run um, before the window closes and potentially um, before one, if not both of Crystal Tang and of getting Malkin walk, you know, I know Sid spoke to the media today um, about that possibility. And he said, you know, I know we're not going to play forever. And, you know, obviously it's in, he said it's in the back of his mind, but right now he's going out and trying to focus on winning this last game and then winning in the playoffs. And, you know, and I, and I hope he shows that, you know, last year I thought he was pretty decent in the playoffs. He was not the reason they lost. And he needs to play at that level, if not a higher level, if this team is to potentially have an upset in the first round. Because the Penguins, they're not the favorite going into any of these two series. I will say that right now, especially not against Florida with their high-powering offense, and especially not against the Rangers either with how they played in their final three games against them. The Penguins only scored one 5v5 goal um, in four games against the Rangers, which is just flat-out embarrassing, to say the least. It should not even be a legal thing um, to happen. But again, you know, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm looking at the captain. He's going to have to pull them out of the abyss um, and for them to go on a deep run. And if he can channel some vintage Sid like he's been doing for a lot of this season, um, their chances go up dramatically. You know, you can never rule out the Penguins, especially a team led by Sid. Um, and again, you know, if there's anyone you know behind the bench or on the ice that can lead them you know, out of this slump and in the playoffs where it all resets to 0-0, zero, zero, it's Sidney Patrick Crosby. And I will stand by that hill. And I don't think, you know, it's going to be, you know, Gino Latang for as good as they've been, you know, they're not going to, you know, take charge and, you know, put the team on their backs. Um, it, it's going to be said um, that, that that's how I see it um, at least. But um, again, that'll do it for this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. 
I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. We'll be back again on Friday. I believe I'm going to have Taylor Haas on from DK Pittsburgh Sports. We're going to talk all about this season, going into the playoffs, going into that game, <clears throat> excuse me, against the Blue Jackets. And then Monday, um, and the schedule's going to be interesting moving forward. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have a full game recap episode for that. I think we're going to have a playoff preview with one of the other Locked On hosts. It's going to be um, Armando from Locked On Panthers, if the Penguins play the Panthers. And then it should be John Chick of Locked On New York Rangers. So I think he might be out for the next couple of days because he and his wife just welcomed a baby. So congratulations to him. I think it might be Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders um, <clears throat> to take his place. Or I think one of the people from Locked On Senators may take his place. So I'll have more details for you all on the Lockdown Penguins Twitter account at LO underscore Penguins or on my Twitter account at Hunter Hodes. Um, I will fill you all in on the schedule as soon as I know. So we might have potentially a weekend episode. We might have a preview episode um, on Monday. <clears throat> I do not know that that's for sure. But what I do know is I'm very likely having Taylor Haas on the show on Friday to talk all things Penguins. So appreciate all of you coming on, um, well, coming on to the show. I appreciate all of you listening to the show. I cannot speak for some reason right now. And I will be back with another episode of this podcast again on Friday.